What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm Zach Rance, your certified life coach. How's uh, how's life? Life's good. I can't complain, honestly. Nice. What about you? Life is pretty good. Yeah. Just uh, exercising a lot, working a little bit, spending time with my family every once in a while. We do like outdoor events type things. Yeah. You know, can't really get too close to one another, obviously. Yeah. So last night was the first time since pre-COVID, I think since February, that I actually did something with people. And I'm I'm like super grateful. Swaggy and Bailey actually um they got a new place. So they did a housewarming and they kind of like required us all to get COVID tested. And um, it just felt really good to be like in a normal social setting with like really like-minded people and a great chef. And it was just like so mm. wonderful, honestly. Yeah, we all need that. It's good for our mental health. 100%. And I think it's like with this time, we're all becoming... Well, I think some of us are becoming aware that although we could be extroverted, we're like independent extroverts. Like it's okay and we feel okay being alone if you're someone that's like up leveled and like spiritually aware and all that stuff. But then for other people, it's like they're panicking when they can't socialize or be around other people. And I don't know. I think it's just really yeah. interesting. What type of person are you on that scale? I, I'm someone honestly that is. I think actually prior to Big Brother, I was someone that really liked to be around people and like I felt like I needed validation and a lot of attention in order to like have fun. Um, but after that time in my life where I learned a lot about myself just from, you know, being on the show and watching myself back and my habits, I purposely put myself in like an uncomfortable situation where like I, I moved into my own place for the first time without a roommate. And for the last two years, I've been completely by myself and it's like as much as I could talk to any stranger at any event or, you know, talk to the wall for an hour and a half. I also really enjoy being alone. And that's how I, how I'm able to stay mindful, honestly, and show up in other relationships in a good way because I have time to be by myself. Wow. And do you think that was because of Big Brother or it just happened that way? No, I think it is. Um, I would like to assume that my progression would have come regardless of big brother or not, but it was definitely a very unique opportunity to go, um, kind of, kind of do something and then be able to watch yourself back and your habits and your actions and get really honest with yourself about the things that were, were, were bothering me. And that's the crazy mm. thing about big brother. People always be, will always say like, you, you got such a shit edit. And like, how did your edit make you feel? And I'm like, the crazy part is my edit was like pretty fucking accurate guys. Like you can't really mess up an edit and, and you just have yeah. ownership of the fact that that's where you were. Like, I, I really hate when people come off those shows and they're like, that's not me. That's not me. Like, no, it is you. And it, if you don't like it, that's okay. You can change. Right. Like it's so fucking okay. 
We can change. When you were talking about, when I asked you what type of person are you, you literally described me to a T. Like that is the epitome. Like before Big Brother, I loved being around people. I felt like I had to get validation and attention by making other people laugh, especially my friends. Or even when I'm with my family, I feel like I just need to be the center of attention. I want everyone to be talking about me, what's going on in my life. And and that's kind of a bad look and a bad character trait. And, mm-hmm. you know, we grow, like you said, and whether it was because of big brother or not, how you said you think you would still make that progression. I think I would still make that progression too. It's just, it happened a lot quicker because of the good and bad experiences I had from big brother. Big brother was the best summer of my life. I wouldn't have traded any of it for the world. I have zero regrets, but after the show, a lot of stuff went on that, I just like kind of made some bad choices. Um, I was in a very bad place mentally, just having a lot of people reach out to me saying how funny I am and how great I am and how hot I am. It honestly just got to my head. I became extremely pretentious and my ego got super huge and I thought I was better than everyone. And I've told this story a bunch of times, but just in case someone out here listening isn't really aware of what happened to me and, and how I've progressed on my mental health journey was like, once the next season came around, which was it your season? What season were you on? No, I was season 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So once the next season came around season 17, I became severely depressed because there was no more attention on me. Mm. Everyone was talking about Clay Honeycutt and how Mm -hmm. hot he is. And I'm like, no, like what happened to me and Cody? What happened to me and Frankie? Like you guys don't love us anymore. And that really, because I built up such a big ego, it really hit me hard. And I got severely depressed for three months. Didn't leave my room. Didn't leave my bed. Started severely abusing drugs and alcohol and hit rock bottom, which I think it's good to hit rock bottom because you can't go any lower and- you know, now back to the point, sorry, I rant on so much, but back to the point of like, now I love being by myself. I mean, I work from home by myself. I have no FOMO when my friends are going out drinking or when my, even if they're not, I don't like drinking, but you, you know, my friends are going out to dinner. I have no FOMO. Sometimes I enjoy just like sitting in my house and writing down my goals and journaling and whether it's connecting with a friend over the phone or not, it's, um, that solitude is, is liberating in a way. You know, it's so crazy, Zach, like just to, to go back for a second, like what you experienced was we, we got to the same point. It's just interesting. We both got to the same point from our big brother experiences, but in very different ways, because you were a fan favorite, you were totally loved and you got all of that validation. Whereas I had always had that in my personal life. And then I expected it once I got into the Big Brother house and I gravitated towards the people that were giving me attention. And then the world got to see that kind of desperation of like really like needing attention and this and that. And it didn't resonate well with them. So when I got off the show, I was I was called out and I wasn't mm-hmm. understood by a lot of people. And of course you have your fans and people that like you, but for the most part, I was not liked at all. I was very woo-woo and into the meditation and the auras and this and that, and not a lot of people understood it. So it's like you got the reality check a year later in a sense where I didn't have a choice. I never experienced that high of what you experienced. I had to wake up immediately and change. So I do, you know, kind of like what you said before, you would assume that you have, you would also get to this place now, um, but maybe not as soon. I like to think that it still would have happened at that time, uh, big brother or not. 
I think that you could have just experienced something in your life that also made you aware at this time. But we do have to be super grateful for the fact that like we are young adults that are beyond self-aware. And um, that's such a gift. It really is. It is such a gift being self-aware and aware of our thoughts, aware of our choices, aware of our actions, aware of our options in life. Like we can really choose whatever we want to do. And, you know, we're choosing to invest in ourselves and grow spiritually and as human beings. And and we like to help people. And that's kind of the next thing I want to talk about is, is your coaching and my coaching. I feel like you and I have so much in common and I wanted to tell a lot of people that are listening um, and introduce you and your coaching to them and, and see if, you can help them out. What do you think? And I want you to tell me like a general vague description of what you do, but what do you think is your strongest skill set when it comes to working with your clients? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that has evolved in time. I, I find that it's really difficult. And as much as I think in the coaching industry, they really focus on like having your demographic and having your niche. And it's always been really, really difficult for me to to narrow that down because there's so many different things that I'm very passionate about. But the one criteria that you have to have, honestly, in order for a, a working coaching relationship with me, and we, I figure that out real quick. You don't even sign on with me until we go through this and I make sure that you're a good fit for me. But you need to have some sort of faith, spirituality, knowing in a higher power, because a lot of the concepts and a lot of the things that we work on, let's say you're dealing with relationship issues, transition in general life, whether it be a job or, you know, just anything or finding your purpose. If you can't relate and understand what I'm saying, when I ask you insightful questions from a spiritual, faithful, conscious perspective, then I don't know that it's going to be a good match. I know plenty of coaches and I'm sure you do too, Zach, that like work on a super analytical level that are like, um, really great with like goal setting and like super oriented and analytical and all those things. But I I just come from a different place. And I'd say that if you're someone that's looking to like open up in so many different ways of a possibility of the unknown, then working with me is a good option. Um, because I take away a lot of the pressure of the now. And I think something you do, Zach, like, you know, you say you do a lot of goal setting and this and that. And I think that's so amazing for a lot of different people. But I think that I work best with the people that really just don't know what they want at all. And they also maybe don't resonate with goal setting and they might be a little bit lazier. Um, My perspective is that like, truly, if you just show up and you exist in a consciousness that whether you write down goals or you just experience them in your head um, of like daydreaming or manifesting, it will occur regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But you are definitely more like pragmatic and like write things down and, and um, I come from more of like a judgment free show up in the now and, um, and, and everything will happen at the right time for the highest good when it's supposed to. Oh, well said, babe. Thanks. Well, I, can I call you babe? Yeah, duh. You could okay. All right. Just making sure. Um, wow. That was a good answer. Thanks, Zach. What's that? The consent was so special. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And you know, I do, I do a lot of the same thing and, and what is different from my coaching practice and your coaching practice is I do help my clients. We co-create an action plan. Yeah. 
hey, X, Y, Z, this is the recipe for your success. Whether it's walk 10,000 steps every single day, meditate for 10 minutes in the morning, you know, be more intentional and consistent with a nighttime routine so we can get better sleep and increase our energy levels throughout the day. And, um, but nothing is more important than being in the now. And I do stress that a lot, you know, being in the now, being fully present, because a lot of things with mental health is we're too worried about the future or we're too pissed off or salty about the past. And when we're living in the present moment and we're fully ultra aware of this mega presence, then it's impossible to be anxious or depressed. And a lot of people need support in different ways, you know, and I'm not saying I'm here to help people lose weight. I'm not here to help people, you know, triple their income. I'm just here to help people step into the greatest version of themselves. Yeah. You're so good. Like, I think it's so true. Like there are so many different ways of coaching. Like I personally, like I don't do well with that type of stuff, but I know so many people that like need that accountability. Like you said, with like the, Mm. with the goal setting and like the tasks and this and that, I know tons of people that resonate with that. But I also know tons of people that just want to, you know, if they feel inclined to bring that up as something that they want to do, I make it so it's like their idea and like they want to do that. And if they don't, it's also okay. Like I'm more than happy to hold someone accountable in the way that you do it. But I think, I, I think the difference probably is that your stuff is more action oriented where mine is like really getting to the root of who are you? Like when you walk away from, I love that when, when you walk away, honestly, from coaching with me, you, you have a sense of, purpose, why you're here. And you just said something before, and I forget the exact person who said this, like this quote, but I say it all the time and I, it sits with me so much, but it has to do with the present. And it's, it goes something like, if you knew who walked beside you on the path that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. And I just think that like, mm-hmm. that is the essence of spirituality and having this blind faith. You and I were like raised very similarly, like white Jewish homes. Like it yep. is not, I was not raised in a culture. Yeah. Like I was not raised to be some like spiritual, whatever, but I do have blind faith in something. And I think that we get so overwhelmed with what isn't happening that we honestly just really fucking forget what is. Yeah. Wow. That's, I love that quote. What's the quote again? If you knew who walked beside you on the path that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. Oh, yeah. Trying to process that. I think I need more time to process that. Yeah. I um, think like for, for me, it's just like, if you believe in God, if you believe in the universe, if you don't believe in anything, but you still feel like there might be something like, I just think that as people living on earth and in this consciousness and in this body and this vessel that you have now, it's like, we don't know shit about anything that is really like the purpose and the depth of like the universe. We don't know anything. So like to have the idea of like, if we really knew who walked blindly, it was walking beside us on a path that we ultimately have chosen, which again, we don't know, but like, I would like to think that maybe we, we have, then fear would literally just, it wouldn't exist for you because you know that you are being guided at the highest level at all points in your life. It's like, you can almost take a deep breath and like hear that. And it takes the pressure off of you in a sense. It's like, well, we're human beings. We're always going to have that, that, you know, pressure to do certain things. But if you really knew who walked beside you on the path that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. You can breathe in that, in that knowing and understand that 
it's not just you here. Like we've got a lot of moving parts and pieces that you can't see and it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Just do our best right here, right now. Try to master each moment. You know, we're just on a rock spinning in outer space. Like nothing really matters. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Nothing really matters. So what's Caitlin, what's something that's bringing you a lot of happiness right now? Something that's bringing me a lot of happiness. That's a good question. Honestly, um, I started, this is going to sound so cliche, but this is honestly the truth. Um, I, I recently started doing group coaching, which I had never done via Zoom or anything like that before. All of my clients are one-on-one through Zoom anyway. Um, but I started, I had this, I, I was going through a lot of like dating and then having a boyfriend and then not. And just, I'm one of those per- people that's like literally single for only 20 minutes. And if you catch me on my 20 minutes, I am dating and I'm having the, a blast. And then I find someone because I just love love and I, I love to be loved and I, I'm like obsessed with it. I love it. Yeah. But I started a group um, coaching five-week course that I'm actually starting my second group on Sunday but it's called Spiritually Single, where I bring on 10 girls um, that want to basically find inner and outer love. And we go through steps that I have created to basically just show up in love, in a state of love as a better person. And when I first started it, um, I had girls that were emailing me to apply that were actually either married or like in a relationship. I understand that like this is called Spiritually Single, but I feel like I need to understand what I want and how I want to grow in this relationship. And I was like, actually, yeah, like, why the fuck not? Like, of course, like, I'm not gonna, if I think that someone is a good fit for this, of course, I'm going to let them, um, let them join, whether they're single or not. But that's something like my first group just ended. It's a five week program. We do it every Sunday morning for an hour. It's like book club kind of vibes. And, um, I bring on psychic mediums. I, br- I bring in like the best people. Them. And I just, th- the last group ended last Sunday. And not only are they like so close and going to be friends for life, but I, it was the first time in a long time where I really felt like I was making an impact and I was bringing together people and, and experiences that were just really aligned. And honestly, I say this the most, and I'm sure that you agree with this to the highest form, but like, when you are doing something that you actually need yourself to, it's just mm-hmm. like way better. Like when you create content or you create a program or you're coaching or whatever, and it's something that you actually need for yourself, it just ends up being so beautiful, like a really nice energetic exchange. And I don't know, it's it's making me really happy right now. Oh, I feel that so heavy. Yeah. When, when I became a certified life coach earlier this year, it was like mid-coronavirus pandemic. It was yeah. May when I got certified. I started to realize that, hey, I need to be the best version that I've ever been because I have a responsibility and I have an obligation to serve my clients as powerfully as possible. And putting a life coach in my bio or putting it on my business card means nothing unless I'm able to bring value to my clients' lives Mm -hmm. unless I'm able to change their lives for the better and make an enormous impact in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And because I have that responsibility and that obligation on my shoulders, I am now using my own coaching. And I have like kind of like a a mentee that I work out with five times a week. And it's so funny because I call him my coach. He's only 20 years old, but I, I call him my coach because I talk to him and I answer my own questions. And then I ask myself my own questions. He just, he just stands there with like his mouth shut 
mindset. And he's like, dude, you're literally just coaching yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, great. I need that. Like, I need that right now. Yeah. So I, I resonate with that so heavy. Yeah. You'll, you'll like this then like prior to big brother. I mean, I became certified in 2017 and I moved to LA in November of 2017. And then I, um, I got on Big Brother that summer. And what's so crazy is that prior to Big Brother, when I you know, became certified and I was living on Long Island and doing all this stuff, I decided to make a course, which is called Defunct Yourself. And it was, it's a 12-step program that basically gets you out of your modern day funk, which looks different to all of us. And I would go to yoga studios or like meditation, like high vibe shops and ask if I could host like a workshop. And I did a few of them. And it was like one of my favorite things that I had ever done. And then after Big Brother, and I went through my very long, about six month period without coaching, I was hiring therapists and coach myself. I knew I had to grow. I knew I needed to shift. And it wasn't until the beginning of COVID when I was like, I had always remembered defunct yourself in the back of my head, but I was just in a really big funk. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to go back to this um, because not only do I need it, but this now makes sense to me. Now it makes sense as to why I did not put defunct yourself out the second I got out of Big Brother and the sales could have been amazing. That that was not the time. Now we're in a global pandemic that people actually might fucking need this. Let me try to do this. And I went through all of the steps. I did all of it and I literally had never felt better. It was like the most emotional thing. And now it's coming out next month as an ebook, like a workbook. And I like could not be more excited because it's like, you know, we judge ourselves and I'm sure you do too, Zach, although you're pretty good about like getting content out and stuff like that. But I'm sure you have a lot of ideas that like, you're just like, why is this not coming to fruition? Why is it, why is this not coming out? Absolutely. And you have to remember that like, it's going to come out and it's going to happen so naturally when it's meant for more people. Like Mm -hmm. you just have to trust that like, you're not, you, it's not something to be proud of or admired if you're able to get out the most content in the fastest amount of time or coach the most amount of people. It's like, no, that will happen so divinely for you because you are doing such high spiritual work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. But yeah, basically it all comes back to the fact that like when you coach yourself and when you do your own stuff and when you really tap into yourself and the things that you already know to get the answers. Cause we guys, we all have the answers. All of you listening, like you have the answers. You just need to figure out how to find them within you. And if you hire a coach, that's what's helpful because like we basically help you realize that you have the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can do it yourself, that's like really fucking great. Yeah. I, I, I love what you said too, because I tried to become a coach back in 2016 ish. Like, yeah, like a year and a half after big brother. And I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. And I created a website and I created like an email group and I created a text group and Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, and I called it inspired by Zach. It was called IBZ. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a lot of just like inspirational type snap stories. I was waking up at four 30 in the morning and going to the gym and reading a lot of books and meditating and doing all these things. And I'm like, wait a second, like, why isn't this working out? Like, why doesn't anyone want to work with me? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, you know what? I'm like, you know what? 
I'm just going to double down on everything that's working. And I'm going to continue to invest in myself, whether that's my time, energy, money, whatever it is, whatever resource I have right now, I'm going to invest in the ones that are working. Mm -hmm. And for the next three years, I meditated and I read 40 books a year, all nonfiction, personal growth, self-development, meditation, spirituality, mindfulness books. And my life started getting better. I started making more money in real estate. My personal relationships were thriving. I started becoming super healthy and eating more mindfully, uh, started getting in better shape. I started to have a better relationship with the inner voice in my head. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, all this stuff is working. And I I was in such a better place now than I was back then to be a coach. And then coronavirus happened and I randomly started doing mental health chats because my mental health was severely compromised by watching so much CNN. And then naturally out of the thin of the blue air, I was like, wait, let me just try being a certified life coach. And now I'm thriving. So like it happened in a way that I didn't expect it. And that's the way the law of attraction works. And remember people, the law of attraction is either working for you or against you. It's always working. It's a natural law. But the law of attraction affected me in the sense that like I knew what I wanted, but instead of chasing what I wanted, I started chasing how I wanted to feel. Yes, because, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, it's like, you don't want the Ferrari. You don't want the $5 million house. You want fulfillment and accomplishment. And you want people to see you as like a prominent public figure or like a successful businessman, entrepreneur. Like yes. it's not the material piece of red metal sitting in your driveway. It's the feeling that that red Ferrari gives you. Yes. So in order to unlock the law of attraction, to help you, it's important to chase the feelings. And the only way you can do that is by feeling right now, like you already have what you want and being present, which is super hard to do, but like it worked for me, you know? And sometimes like just focusing on yourself is obviously really important and putting yourself first. And, you know, we're talking a lot about mental health here indirectly, but, um, I, I think that in that period, in that period, like over those 18 months, whatever, 24, 36 months, I just really, double down on like reading and meditation and feeling good and like being the best version I can be. And then I ended up stepping into this greater version of myself, connecting to source in a way that was able to impact a ton of people on this earth right now. So I will say um, also with like, you know, that whole thing you were saying about the law of attraction and all of that, like also for those of you listening that are single or even in a relationship that's maybe like, not great or whatever is happening for you. When it comes down to like manifesting a partner, it's the same situation. Like instead of manifesting, maybe I think, I think a lot of where people struggle a lot in life and where they end up really getting themselves in a, in a weird situation and feeling like they're not finding anyone is when you are beyond, beyond picky when it comes down to physicality. And, um, my friends and family know that any guy that I've ever dated looks literally nothing like the next. Like there is just something about an energy and a charm that can, can look a lot of different ways. And when it comes down to what you want in a relationship and what you want out of your love life, you need to start manifesting and focusing on the feelings that you want to feel. Like, do you want to feel respected, fulfilled, um, you know, sexually like, totally there. Like all of those things, like you don't need to manifest what he looks like or she looks like and the physical features. You just know how you want to feel in that situation. And that should be quite literally the only thing you focus on. Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's it. Like, focus on how you want someone to make you feel. And if that person makes you feel that way, then that's a perfect person for you. It doesn't matter what they look like. I'm trying to I'm trying to manifest um, a girlfriend right now, actually. So I'm going to start focusing on how they make me feel, how I make her feel, yeah. and things like that. Are I'm in no, I'm in no dating? I don't understand. What's up? Are we not dating? I don't. Um, I mean, like we're kind of dating. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's not easy because this yeah. is my thing. When it comes to dating, if I match with someone on Bumble or Tinder or something, I call them right away. Yeah. I, I feel like, t- yeah, time time kills all deals. So it's just important for me to like have that quick connection. Hey, let's hang out. Let's meet at the pool. Let's go to the beach. Let's go do yoga. And if I can't like just do that tonight at 6 p.m., then it's hard for me to just keep talking through text. I am a very good texter. I text a lot. I send a lot of voice notes. I send a lot of pictures and videos. So I can keep someone's attention pretty well. But at the end of the day, I just feel like it hasn't really been a priority for me. And not saying like it's more of a priority now. It's just I don't enjoy being single. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not – I'd rather have a girl that I can share all my successes with, share all my failures with, to motivate me to go to the gym and motivate me to train harder. Even though I do all these things already, I just feel like I'm doing them because I know I should do them. Yeah. yeah, they bring me happiness and stuff. But having a girlfriend in my life just brings an extra dynamic that I just I, – I can't get anywhere else totally. than having a partner. Yes, and it's like with people – and this is how I'm living my life right now and dating. And I'm moving back to New York in two weeks, like leaving LA, going back to New York, which is like so crazy. And I think what I'm looking for also in in a partner is just someone that adds so much value to my life. Like in, in so many different ways, I just want to be able to look at that person or think about that person or talk about that person and be like, this is what he is adding to my life right now. That Mm -hmm. is like, I don't have without him. Like, we have so much on our, on our own, of course, but like support comes from other people. Uh, respect comes from other people. Um, desire comes from other people. Like that's, that's such a huge part of relationships. And I'm sure you'll find the right person, Zach. I mean, you're hot as hell. I'm sure you'll thank you. And I'm sure you're going to find the right person too in due time, you know, and, and we're in no rush. We're in no rush. I feel like the harder you try to find the right person, the the harder it is. It's like physics. The harder you push, the more they pull. Yeah, of course. And, and yeah. So just let it happen freely and naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talked about happiness. We talked about mental health. We talked about relationships. Coaching, pandemic. What are you, how are you feeling about friendships? Like, I think that during this time, a big topic that's coming up for me and a lot of other people is that um, I think I'm outgrowing a lot of friendships recently. Things that were not priorities to me maybe a few months ago are becoming really important to me now. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how how you're taking that and how you're. I love that. So recently, actually, um, I started my mental health company. Um, you know, sending free daily text messages, and I texted my group chat from home of like nine other guys. I'm like, hey guys. I just started this company. We send out free daily text messages. Can you guys text the thing and let me know 
what you think about it. They don't have to pay money. They don't have to, all they have to do is send a text message. I, I didn't think that was asking much no, to my friends that I've known forever. I, I personally didn't think that was asking much. And one of my really good friends was like, yo, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I was like, why? He's like, because, you know, first you're going to ask me for this. Then you're going to ask me for that. And I'm like, and, and in the group text message, I was kind of like, yo, and if you don't do it, like, you're not my boy. And he's like, and, and you're not going to be friends with me because of that. And I'm like, dude, you can't just like send a text message. It, it, it takes 15 seconds. He's like, dude, we've been friends for, you know, 25 years and you're going to let our friendship end because um, you, I didn't, I didn't send the group text or I didn't send the text. I said, look, it doesn't matter. And this is the point. I was like, it doesn't matter how long we've been friends. Time is irrelevant. I have friends that I've known since I was five years old, but they're fucking assholes Mm -hmm. and they're lazy and they don't do shit with their lives. So like, I don't really value their friendship. You know, if you want to be friends with me, yeah, our families are friends. Yeah. We live in the same neighborhood, you know, but at the end of the day, you don't call me. I've tried to reach out to you multiple times. If you want to be friends, then you need to invest time and energy in having a friendship. Right. Just because we've been we've known each other for 25 years doesn't mean we're going to be friends forever. Show me that you care. Show yeah. me that you support me. And me asking you to send a text message is 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 all I'm asking for you to like keep my friendship. And he's like, is that really a deal breaker? And I said, absolutely. Yes, it is a deal breaker. And I am willing to not be friends with you anymore if you can't do this for me. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it ended up being a good thing because after I, we had this like long back and forth over voice notes and it ended up coming to like, yo, you know, if you want to be friends, then like show me you want to be my friend, like call me. Yeah. And he's like, all right, then let's talk every week. And we put it in the calendar every Friday at two o'clock. Right now I'm on the podcast with you and, and whatever. But like every Friday at two o'clock, we, we talk on the phone for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's your family? How's your job? What are you doing for fun? Tell me about your goals and dreams. And, and because of that, we have a stronger relationship. So when it comes to friendships, and I know that was a very long anecdote, long story, but it, it goes to the point of, of friendships are something that are extremely valuable in life because these people are going to bring us up. These people are going to inspire us. These people are going to be there to support us and help us when we need them. But if they can't be there in times like that, just sending a text message, then like, who says they're going to be there when I really need them? And you do outgrow friends. So it's okay. And you know, what's really funny too, is like, I've became friends with people in such a short amount of time. And because we have so much in common, we've became brothers. So like the word friendship is just a word, but like the people that I'm really, really friends with, I see them as family. Right. Like I, I, I take care of my like really good friends. Like they are my brother. I pay for them whenever we go out to eat. I give them all my free influencer stuff when I don't need it. Not saying like that's a lot, but you know what I mean? No, it's just of like, course. It's, it is, it is a big deal. And I think that what you're saying is so important for a lot of people because I think a lot of people, unfortunately, get stuck with the idea that like, because you've been friends with someone forever, that needs to continue. And you need to be comfortable acknowledging your growth and your non-negotiables as far Mm -hmm. as friendships are concerned and like what you're ready to tolerate and what you're not. And, and the way you view friendship is not, um, you should not be, uh, apologetic for that at all. And if, if that means you need to cut people out of your life, you do it. You absolutely do it because you need to make more space for the people that hold the same type of energy and vibe as you. Mm-hmm. And is that what you're doing with your current friendships? Yeah. I mean, I think the, um, the fact that I even decided that LA was not for me anymore and I need to, I, it, you know what the thing is? I love LA so much energetically out here. It makes me so happy to be here. And I'm actually very, um, sad. And I think it's going to be a huge 
like loss and mourning period because I grew so much here. I found myself here. This has been a beautiful opportunity for me in life. But I think with the pandemic, I'm just beginning to realize that like, I don't like the idea that there could be another lockdown and I might not be able to easily fly back to New York. I think rent is obviously much cheaper in New York City right now. I'll get my own place. I'll I'll relive and, and re-decide after a year. But for me right now, it's not as important to be around the people I met out here as it is to be around my family and yeah. my friends. Like I'm, I'm sure similar to you, like a lot of my, my close friends are from my childhood. Like my, those are like my brothers and sisters and like same as you. And I just, I want to be around them. I do. And unfortunately a lot of the friends that I made out here were due to circumstances, big brother, reality TV. And I'm just, I'm just not as invested in that at this moment, at this moment. Congrats. Thank you. I'm proud of you. That's you. that's incredible. Thank you. I appreciate it. I have to stay honest about like who I am. And um, that's not to say everyone is not serving me, but some people are just are, are not serving me at this moment. And I need to prioritize my family. And that's okay. Yeah. Every It's okay that they're not serving you. That's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. And you're not going to have any animosity towards them. You're going to have zero resentment. You're going to keep your heart completely open when they reach back out to you. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? That's what's up. Well, Caitlin, this was an incredible conversation. I'm so happy that you took the time out of your busy schedule to come here today. And whenever you come to Florida, if that happens anytime soon, I would love to take you out on a date. Oh my, well, you know I'm coming. I think I'm going to spend the month of January there. Perfect. So we're going out. We're going out. We're going to go to the beach, the pool, the jacuzzi. I hope this is clickbait for your podcast and we can tell people that we're dating. That's a good idea. I just, <laughs> Got I, you guys. <laughs> I do it. Like, sorry, sorry, guys. Like, we're not actually dating, but um, like we've but, been <laughs> I'm open to it. Can we leave that door open? Zach, I'm obviously open to leaving that door open because I think we have a lot in common. Um, we come from similar situations and I think our lives are moving in very similar directions. I couldn't agree more. So the door's open. And you're gorgeous, babe. Thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, thanks so much for coming to the podcast. Hey, is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Honestly, the last thing I could probably tell you guys is just to take everything day by day at this point and, and recognize how, how blessed we are and how we're living in this time that's filled with so much history and hope now that we are transitioning to like new, exciting things in the world. And it's, yep. it's just a time. It's a really beautiful, scary, but beautiful time to be alive. So just keep practicing gratitude and, and you're going to be fine. Keep practicing gratitude and you're going to be fine. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's fucking it. That's fucking it. All right, babe. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Zach. Talk to you soon.